Welcome, Brother Jake. Got to talk to him for a few minutes. Uh, take your Bibles, go to Exodus. Exodus 5. I was reading through my Bible. It's always good to read your Bible. Uh, you'll get some stuff sometimes that just is an amazing thing. We worry about way, way too much stuff. I had some people to ask me why I don't get gray hair. And I do have some, but very little. And it's because I just don't really care about some of the stuff that goes on in this world. Uh, you got to let that stuff go, man. It'll bother you. And I was sitting there reading through my Bible and going through Exodus. I just started uh, reading it through again and uh, come down through Exodus. Sit back here in my office and I got everything set up back here like I do at home. So if I come over and start working, I can stop uh, what I'm doing and, and go back here and read my Bible and, and then uh, get back up and head out of Dodge and go do some other stuff. But I'm telling you, uh, what I'm going to preach about tonight is a key to your success as a Christian on this planet. Uh, if you want to be a successful Christian, it isn't being a pastor of a church and having 500 people. It's not having 10. That's not success. Uh, that could be stupidity in some cases. Uh, but in most cases, success is measured by what somebody sees on the outside, and really success is what occurs on the inside. 5, chapter 1. Moses is sitting here, and he's been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. Let me pray real quick. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Thank you for letting us come to church. Lord, thank you for a church to come to. Lord, what a blessing it is. Uh, Lord, just thank you for uh, just being a faithful uh, father and, and a lover of souls. And Lord, just thank you for letting, letting us go out last night. Uh, Father, it was a blessing to go out there and pass out some tracks and, and uh, popsicles at the same time. But uh, Lord, more than that, just the tracks and the presence being there. Father, again, thank you for just uh, everything you have. Thank you for a book that's in our hands. I do pray now that you'd bless this message tonight. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I will give you this. I, I was... I was uh, I didn't think John, John, Brother Napier asked me if we'd do this thing. I didn't think he was going to show up and I was going to slam him tonight. He was definitely going to be in the message Sunday morning. Uh, we got down there and there's a big rock group down there. I mean, singing a bunch of old songs. And Tim, y'all should have seen Tim. Tim was the only one with a tie on, but he was like. <laughs> I mean, he knew every song. He did. He knew every song, everything. And uh, that's probably why he did Bible college in two years is because his mind can just absorb that stuff and he never lets go of it, uh, although he should, but he doesn't. Uh, but, I mean, he was sitting there. We was having a pretty good time. Robin was wise. She didn't come to after everything was over and everybody was gone. Uh, but, you know, what? we had a table there full of uh, tracks, and they had them all set out, and, and little kids would come by, adults came by, all kinds of people came by, and they took quite a few. Uh, I don't know how many we got out, at least four or five. How many do you think we got out? Yeah, I mean, it's just, they, they was taking them out two or three at a time, uh, uh, handing out popsicles, everything else. It, it was a good time. I didn't, the music was the only thing uh, that I didn't really appreciate. But, you know, it's, uh, you live in this world, sometimes you have to endure what you go through to, to reach people. And one lady came up and asked us if we'd come pick her kids up. Uh, and, and we'll see if, if, that is, if we can do that. So in Exodus, in Exodus, Exodus chapter 5, Moses is coming back. You can wait a second. Y'all be, wait a second, man. Give me a second to build this thing up because I might be here for five minutes, an hour. But Moses is sitting, uh, he, he's been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. He killed a man, did the wrong thing. He knew exactly what his job was to do. Uh, he knew that. You go to the New Testament, it tells you that. Uh, but on, in the process of, of knowing exactly what he should have done, and he knew what the will of God was for his life at that time when he was 40 years old, he messed up and ends up 40 years on the backside of the desert. And so many times, a lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, I know exactly what to do. Yeah, you'll do exactly what you're supposed to do and end up on the backside of the desert somewhere for 40 years. I don't know about you, but I really don't want to do that. Exodus chapter 5, 
He's coming back on the scene. He's done been up on top of the mountain. He's, he's had the Bush experience up there. Not George Bush, but he had the, the burning bush up there. And, and he was talking to the bush. And he's listening to the bush. And the bush is telling him, the Lord's telling him exactly what to do. Moses said, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know how many people I say, I can't serve God. You're out of your mind. If you got God on your side, what more do you need? You don't need no more than that. Uh, you need to get to the place in life where you'll listen. And Moses wasn't quite there. After 80 years old, he wasn't quite there yet. Uh, that he would just listen to God and do what God said do. Uh, Moses was still working on what Moses thought Moses should do. You know what most of us do? We work on what we think we should do and not what God says do. Anyways, in Exodus chapter 5, he comes back down. Lord gives him a stick. He's got Aaron. He says, now you go in front of Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh a couple things. Verse 1, after, and afterwards Moses and Aaron went in, told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord. Now, so many preachers want to do that. They want the, thus saith the Lord, and they want the power behind it. I talked about power the other night. Power is given by God. It's not something you just mysteriously get. It's an effort to get power with God. It's an effort on my part to let go of some things to get that. If you don't want that, that's fine. Don't get mad at somebody who does. You know what's wrong with most people? They get jealous because somebody else wants something. They don't know how to get it, and they think they can just buy it. I taught, I preached about that Sunday morning. Simeon, you can't buy it. It can't be bought. Anyways, afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in, told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord, uh, God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And you say, oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, well, watch this. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, the God of the Hebrews had met with us. Let us go, we pray thee. Three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with a sword. That's a bummer. And the Lord uh, and the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do, do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people go from their works? Get ye unto your burdens. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day uh, taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people uh, straw to make brick as heretofore. Let, uh, let, them go, uh, let them go gather straw for themselves. And the tale of brick which they did make uh, heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Father, thank you again for your blessings. Bless this uh, message, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the devil works two ways. Uh, the devil works two ways in your life, and, and if you ever get a hold of that thing, you'll get it. Uh, you'll, he'll make you idle one way or the other. Right here, uh, he's looking at, and the devil's not stupid either. The devil knows that if you're idle, you can think. And the thing to do is stop you from being idle. So he puts all this junk on you. You know what this world has right now? All this junk right in front of our faces all the time. Do this, do this, do this. We work Monday through Friday so we can have Saturday to Sunday off to go do the stuff that we think we need to do that we don't really need to do. And then we go back Monday through Friday. I'm, I'm like, it's a crazy thing. Brother Barry said, uh, we, me and Mike was talking, I told you about the uh, catamaran, not a catamaran, but the, uh, I had him went down there and looked at it, uh, a pontoon boat. And I, me and Mike was sitting up here lusting at the camp about this pontoon boat that I know where it's at at a junkyard. I could get real cheap and fix it up real cheap. And me and Mike could be out there on the lake on the pontoon boat fishing. And we're talking about that, having a good time, Brother Bear. So I never had one. I would never have one of them. I said, how many did you have, four or five? He goes, they're money pits, money pits, money pits. And uh, I'm like, he's done been there, got the T-shirt. He knows what it is. But you know what the devil will do? I had a brother last night. He said, I got this car I'm going to get rid of. I said, why are you going to get rid of it? He goes, because it takes too much time. I ain't got time. It's been sitting there for three years. I ain't got time to work. 
I was almost tempted to ask him if he'd sell it to me. And I'm like, no way, man. I said, I asked him, does it have any rust on it? He got a little surface rust. Got to do this. And I'm like, it's a nice car, nice year. Man, it's a good big car. It'd be easy to work on. It's a real car. It's a manly car. It's a, it's a, I said, no, 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 no. I said, good, get rid of that thing, man. That's wisdom. Wisdom on your part. I wish I had that. You know what I said? I wish I had that kind of wisdom when I was your age. I didn't. Moses goes on. The Pharaoh says, for they be idle. He will keep you very busy so you can't think. You know what Pharaoh's doing right here? He said, you be idle. Idleness is a danger in our lives. And Satan knows that. Idleness is the first thing when a person slows down and starts letting go of some of the stuff in this world. They start getting some time to think. And sometimes he says, be still and know that I am God. But there's a danger. There's a danger in just being idle. And Satan knows that. So Pharaoh is a picture of Satan. Moses is a picture of God. Pharaoh says, hey, I got to get these guys busy. There's over a million of them. I got to keep them busy so they can't think. They're starting to think that, hey, they could go live their own lives. They're starting to think, I could go do whatever I want to do. They're starting to think that, hey, there's a God out there that they think, well, we got gods too. Why aren't they serving our gods? Because your God ain't God. We, we, we got to keep them busy. Go make, I, I, I'm told somebody, uh, I said, most bosses are like, go make brick without straw. I want brick without straw. I mean, you, they're asking you to do something you can't do. Back then, to make brick, you had to have straw to mix with it to give it some substance so that when you burn it, it, it heated up and it held together. They weren't going to give them any straw, so now you've got to take half your people, send them out to find stubble and stuff all over the place, while the other half people are killing themselves trying to get it. God knew that, and you know what he did? He sent Moses in there and ten plagues, and by the time he got done with Pharaoh, they, they told him to get lost. Number two, he'll give you so much. Go, go over to Proverbs really quick, Proverbs 30. Just real quick, and we'll come right back here. Just for a second. Actually, we're going to stay in Proverbs. Proverbs is a great place. I like Proverbs. Proverbs 30. This is probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I, I do have some that are my favorites that I understand a little more than I do others. Proverbs uh, 30... Uh, Verse 6, add not, uh, add thou not unto his words. Uh, go back to verse 5. Every word of God is pure. Boy, I tell you what, you got to get to that place right there where you believe that. If you never get to that place, you're going to have a real problem with this book. Every, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Two things have I required of thee. These are my verses. Deny me uh, them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of, the, uh, the name of my God in vain. You know what vanity or, or idleness will do? Idleness will get you to a place where... Uh, if, if he gives you too much, sometimes the devil will say, okay, what I need to do in our society today, guess what? In America, he's given us way too much. He's given us, and they're trying to get rid of the middle class. The middle class is that place in the middle there that magically everybody tries to get to, unless you're Donald Trump or one of them guys. Uh, you're, you're down here on the bottom. You see this thing right here as an opening. Well, they want to get rid of that, so there's a, a distance between these two. These guys right here got so much, they don't care about God no more. These guys down here don't have anything, and all they're doing is going out and buying lottery tickets. 
And they think, oh, that one of these days I'm going to hit the big one. I'm going to hit the big one. I'm going to hit the big one. I'm going to do this and end up getting in all kinds of trouble. Idleness will get you in trouble. Idleness always gets people in trouble. People, uh, Ezekiel 16, 49 says this. Behold, this was the sin of thy sister, sister Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah had a problem. The Lord's getting ready to tell you what it is. Ezekiel's telling you. Pride, fullness of bread, and the abundance of idleness. You know, when you have too much time on your hand, all of a sudden you start thinking. And you start thinking, and you start thinking, and you start thinking, and you start thinking. Then you start thinking what you're thinking actually matters. And then you'll think what you think is better than what somebody else thinks. And somebody else will be thinking, and you think that your thinking is better than all the other people thinking. And then you get a head about the size of a cannon, and you think that I'm it. I've arrived. And what you haven't done is you haven't realized that, and, and you sit there, and you're just idle. Idle. That's what Pharaoh, Satan knew what idleness was. Satan knew what idleness can do to a person. You know what you got to do? You got to find a way to get busy. You know what the Lord's always done for me? He's kept me busy. Busy, 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 busy. busy. I have to stop something. And I'm going to tell all of you that. So if you call me, you'll, you'll feel bad. I have to stop. Mike has to do it too. Mike has to stop something. I use Mike, not me. Mike has to stop something. Although my name is Mike. I could use me, but I'm going to use Mike. Mike has to stop something to come and help you do something. The guy's 72 years old. He has to stop something to come and help you do something. Now, if a guy has to stop something to, to, to come and help you do something, what happens when a guy who has to stop something calls somebody who has to stop something to do what he needs? Idleness, you know what he is and he's not idle. He works all the time, keeps busy. You know what I found out? The more you stay busy, take, stay right in Proverbs. Go over one chapter, Proverbs 31. I like this lady. There's one thing about this lady I know, down in verse, down in verse, down in verse, and I'll jump to it real quick because I don't want to spend a lot of time here tonight because you guys, I can tell y'all are just ready to go home, but we don't really care about all that. Uh, I don't think we do anyways. Uh, right about, right about, she makes this, 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 she rejoices in the tongue of the, the bread. Ah, verse 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. This lady does not waste, now this lady could be a lady or a guy. In this case right here, I'm going to preach, it's a, this is a human, this is a person. You know what this lady does? She does what's in front of her. And she doesn't worry about nothing else out there and where she should be or what she could be doing or what about this, what about this. No, this is what is right in front of me right now. And she never has the time to get in trouble. Now, listen, I'm gonna, we're going to do this at the end before we do the beginning because I like the end better. Uh, verse 29, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. All this lady did was work, 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 morning to night, work, 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 she reminds me of Beth. Work, 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 work. Beth irritates me to no end. She never quits. I go somewhere, I don't even want to go nowhere with her anymore because I go somewhere and when I'm done, I'm ready to leave and she is just getting started. And she'll sit there and do this, do this, do this, do this, and she'll find a thousand things to do, just keep on going. You know what the problem is, is most people, they're idle. And when you're idle, you get on this thing and Facebook comes in and Facebook actually means something. Anybody who's on Facebook, I'm sorry, if you're on Facebook, you can get mad at me all you want. That's social media. If you're on Facebook, you got issues. If you got that much time 
but my kids are on there now. Here you go. My kids really love me. If I go on here, Beth, if I go on Beth's phone, she has a, a, a group chat text thing. And all the kids send everything back. I never get nothing. No, wait a second. Let me, I, they're going to start sending me stuff. I don't want them to. But, but there's a billion things, man. It's like a billion miles long. And that's you can sit there and You hear it. Once somebody sends something, you hear a phone go ding, 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 ding. It's like, wait a second. Has none of my kids got nothing to do all day but that? Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. The battery has to run out before it stops. Now, now I'm telling you, then I'm I'm just using I don't I don't want to, the family thing, but Facebook is nothing but trash. That's all that thing is, and and all it does is it gives us a platform to get in trouble. Beth, I ain't gonna put it on. I do. Oh, it's your check. <laughs> I don't get nothing. Here, watch this. Church, y'all don't ever give me nothing. Jerry gives me something to give to her, and it's got her name on it. Y'all feel bad yet? No. <laughs> idleness. I'm talking about idleness. You know what? It goes right on here. It says, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest us them all. Favor is deceitful. People that have to have approval from somebody else has got a problem. Uh, I, I think you ought to, every now and then you ought to tell people you've done good. I think the church did good. The whole church did good. You know what? Tomorrow we're going to have a yard sale. And that money will go in for next year. And, and then we'll have a, a cookie cook-off or whatever it is, a spaghetti dinner. And that money will go in. And, and you know what it does is a church, in a little church, a little church like this, man. You guys are doing a lot of stuff all the time. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, a little bit here, and still taking care of your families out there. That's impressive to me. He says, favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. Let her own works praise her in the gates. Now, to get there is not as easy as you think. That's not a, a take your Bibles. Stay right there. Stay right there. Go up, go up to verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Now, I'm talking about idleness. Keep your mind on idleness. Watch what this lady does. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. A ruby couldn't even reach and touch that thing. Verse 11, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. People should be able to trust you when you say you're going to do something. I get it. You're busy. We're all busy. And, and sometimes busyness, Beth was going to cut Marianne's hair, and she just got busy, busy, busy. My mom said, oh, can I do this? Oh, do this. Well, we've been taking her here and taking her there and taking her here and taking her there, doctor's appointments and everything else. And we finally figured out exactly what, what her problem is. She's in a nursing home, hates a nursing home. She's actually in an assisted living. And it's assisted. So you have to be able to tell them what you want. She thinks they're just going to do whatever she needs without her telling them anything. I'm like, wait a second. There's where the problem lies. If you want to go to the hospital, you need to tell them you want to go to the hospital. They're not just going to come in and say, oh, we need to take you to the hospital. They're not going to do that. It's assisted living. It's not invalid living. So my mom thinks she's an invalid, and she just wants them to treat her like she's an assisted without paying nothing for it. I said, I got it. Now I need to make her understand that thing. But the heart of her, her husband does safely trust in her. Trust is a, is a, is a thing that is, has to happen in your life. 
you got to get to the place where you learn to trust some things. I saw somebody today, I said, the number one thing I learned probably in my life early on when I came to the Bible was God is always right and I am wrong unless I agree with God. If I disagree with God, I am wrong. So what I need to do is I need to look at that book and try to figure out what is God thinking? And I don't always think like that because the children of Israel going across the desert there, they didn't think quite like him either. You know what happened to them that got out in the wilderness? Idleness. The Lord tried to keep them busy. He tried to help them. He said, go out and get your food. I'll drop manna down. Go out and get your food. I'll bring you quail. I'll be, oh, there's not enough water. Oh, there's not enough. Could you imagine a million people whining? There's not enough of this. I'll let you know this, and you already know this, but I'll, I'll just emphasize this. Out of that crowd of 20 years old and upward, only two got into the promised land. A million people plus. Only two got into the promised land. What do you think your chances are of getting through this thing right? If you don't put some effort in this thing, what do you think your chances are? You know what's wrong with most people is they don't want to put the effort in and they want to get mad at somebody that does. That makes me sick. You know what I think you ought to do? You ought to help those who are trying to get through. If God's got you in a position where you got to a certain point, why don't you help somebody do better than you? I had a young man here, Dustin's getting ready to take the, uh, Dr. Peacock's Bible College. Walks in and I says, Doctor, how you doing? He said, I ain't even started yet. And, and then Sarah walks in right behind him, Kaiser. And I said, uh, she's already started. I said, you going to let a girl beat you? <laughs> she's already after Tim's record. I told Tim that last night. I said, Sarah's going to take your record out, man. She's already ready to take you out. I said, Tim, you better do something, man, like break her PC or something. <laughs> she's going to do it. But trust, trust is a, is a main thing anymore. And what's wrong with a lot of us is we're trusting, or we're trying to show this, but we need to put our trust in God. You know what this lady did? Her husband could trust. Can God trust you? Without any questions, can God trust you with what he's given you? You do know what you have come from him. Most people don't know that. They think, oh, I go out and work, and I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and it's mine. No, it's not. It never was. It never was, man. you got to get to the place where you're working for him. Does have to. <laughs> Watch this right here. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he hath no need of spoil. You know what that tells me right there? And I looked it up just to make sure I had it. He don't have to go out and kill himself to make sure his wife has diamond rings, necklaces, new clothes, all this other stuff. None of that stuff. He, what he has is adequate. You know what this lady does? She's not idle. Now watch this, man. You're talking about, now we're going to just look at what she does. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. No evil. She isn't concerned about herself, only others. You know what she's doing? She's keeping herself busy. She's not going to stay idle. Idleness, and i got to note it, idleness is the devil's workshop. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. That's the perfect place for him to work. You know how you keep from getting an idle mind? You find something to do for God and you do it. You start in the morning doing it, you do it all day long till you wore out, and you keep going. You keep doing that long enough, guess what? God will keep giving you stuff to do over and over and over again, over and over again, and you won't have time to stop doing what he's telling you to do, so you can do the stuff out there that don't mean a whole lot. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's not lazy. 
She ain't got time to be lazy, as a matter of fact. She's just doing what's in front of her. Watch this. Willingly, she worketh with her hands. She doesn't play no games at all, man. I mean, she's, she's just busy, 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 busy. You say some people are too busy. Yeah, but I tell you what, it keeps her out of trouble. When she ends, when she ends, she, it says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. She goes, My, many daughters be, uh, have done virtuously, verse 29, but thou excellest them all. You can say whatever you want. This, oh, this lady's just, no, 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 no. You know what this lady did? She did what God stuck in front of her and did it with everything she had. That should be each and every one of us. That should be the church sitting there, by the way. Uh, she, is, she is like merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. Man, that reminded me of Rebecca. Rebecca and Ru, uh, Ruth of Moabitess. Both of them girls, man. I'm telling you what, they are the perfect picture of somebody trying to do good. Ruth came out of Moab with, with Naomi. Naomi and her are starving because they ain't got nothing. They done lost all the land they had. And, and Ruth goes out there and starts gleaning behind, gleaning. So that means she goes into the fields where everybody's done picked everything that's there. And all that's left is the scraps that they left on the side. And she's out there trying to get enough stuff so her and Naomi can eat. Naomi's already too old to go. You know what, Ruth? Ruth ain't got time to worry about Ruth. Ruth ain't got time to worry about what the people next door has or what the next person has or what this person's got or what this going on over here or that over here or who's on Facebook talking to her. She ain't got time for none of that stuff. You know what she's doing? She's in a field gleaning from day and night. When the Lord catches you doing stuff like that, you know what he does? He watches. And if you do it long enough, he'll send a Boaz around. And he'll say, hey, give her a couple handful of purpose. I, I, I'm telling you, man, make sure you leave enough for that one right there. Number one, I already know what she's done. Once I know who she is, I already know what she's done. The word's out on the streets about that girl. That girl right there, I already know what she's done. Make sure you drop a couple, just, I mean, just dump a barrel or two on the ground and don't let none of these other girls get to it. That's just for her and, and Naomi by themselves. That's God. You know what the Lord will do? He'll put stuff in your path that you would never think is in your path or you'd never even have a chance because you never had time to worry about it. You know what he's doing? He's making sure you have what you need. He will never stop. There's a brother right there who just got back from Jordan. Did you ever lack anything? I know he's in the military. They fed you like a king over there. Did you lack for anything while you were over there? Did you lack for anything when you was in Jordan? On the other side of the country, on the other side of the world. The Lord picks him up over here. He goes over there. And only he knows and only the Lord knows what kind of witness he was over there. I ain't going to put him under conviction now. I know how hard it is. But you know what he did? He stuck him in a place over there and, and made sure he had everything he needed to take care of what he needed to take care of so he could get a witness in the middle of Jordan. Now, what is it? That's God. You know, what the, you, know what, you know what he had to worry about? I already know what he had to worry about. He had to worry about guys coming in sick, guys going out sick. He had to worry about this, had to worry about that. Do we have the medical supplies we need? Do we have this? And if anything else happens out there, are we ready for all this? And day and night, you know what the, Navy, uh, the military does? I'm sure the Air Force. Well, I'm not sure about the Air Force. I had a guy come up the other day and said, oh, you were in the Navy. I was in the Chair Force. <laughs> I didn't even say that. He said that. And he was laughing. But you know what they do? They keep you busy from sunup to sundown so you don't have time to worry about where you're at. There's enough stuff going on. This lady right here, she said, she said she's, she's like a merchant ship. Rebecca did the same thing, man. Here comes Eliezer popping up. I, I've been some great stories. You ought to be a Rebecca. You say, well, I'm a guy. I don't care. You ought to have the, the attitude Rebecca had. She walks out there with a couple empty buckets and sees a bunch of camels. She didn't wait for anybody to ask her nothing. She started giving them drink. 
That was of God that she did that. You know what the Lord put in that girl's heart? To serve. The first time she gets an opportunity, here's a stranger. She had, so what, he's got 10 camels. How many people you think came in and out of that town that, didn't have, that had what that guy had? There's probably all kinds of people that passed through. That probably wasn't the first time Rebecca ever did that. She probably did that all the time. And, and the Lord's sitting there saying, keep doing that, Rebecca. Keep doing that, Rebecca. One of these days, I'm going to send a Boaz in your life, and his name's going to be Isaac. He's really going to be Eliezer, but Eliezer's going to take you to Isaac if you'll go. You know what the girl did? She was an idol. You know what Laban was? He's idol. Guess what? Down the road a ways, Jacob comes in, and Jacob's not idol either. He's just a conniver. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how he peeled them rods and got them cattle to be ring straight and all that other stuff. But, but he did it, man. You know what Laban did over here? Nothing. Oh, I see God's blessing you. You know why God's blessing him? He's working. He's working. You know, God accepted Jacob just like, I'll get to that Sunday, man. But he's, he accepted Jacob just like he was. Jacob was a mess when he died. And God accepted Jacob, changed his name to Israel, and, the, and Jesus Christ come out of that bloodline. You sit there and say, what is that? He wasn't idle. He kept himself busy. He found something to stay busy with. Man, I tell you what, if you, you say you're, you're, you can't find something to do, you've got a problem, man. There is so much stuff to do in this world. I mean, you just, I'm like, I'm like Mike. I have to stop something to do something for somebody else, which is okay. I don't mind doing it. But you know what happens to those kind of people is the stuff that they have to do gets backed up and backed up and backed up while they're trying to help everybody else, who 90% of the time, when it's all said and done, go back watching TV and their Facebook. They could do it themselves. Now watch, nobody will ever come to Mass is doing anything anymore, Mike. <laughs> or at least they do, they won't have their phones on them. But that's okay. Ruth and Rebecca were both like merchants. Now we're talking about idleness. All through your Bible, you'll find people that aren't idle, and God uses them. You know why he used Peter, James, and John? They were not idle. Every time you see Peter, James, and John, they're fiction. They're, they're, they're mending the nets. They're doing something. You ever taken care of a boat? Back in them days, that's a hard thing to do. That's all them guys did. Busy, sun up to sundown. My dad was a master plumber. You know what I did? I woke up when it was dark. I went to bed when it was dark. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking at all. That's a fact. When he had me working, it was dark when he kicked me out of my bed in the morning, which he did. And it was night when I got back home. I didn't have time to get in trouble. I still found time. You know, in the darkness, man, men love darkness rather than light. <laughs> That's where you find all your problems at. Verse 15. She riseth also while yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She's not slothful at all. She takes care of business. You say, well, yeah, but uh-huh, she takes care of something. She's taking care of business. She's not playing around. She's taking care of the business that's in front of her. That's what's important. It's not important what everybody else is doing. It's important is what's in front of me. God cares about me. What's right here in front of me, right now, what's in front of me. That's what God wants me to take care of. Not something else out there. We'll try to go out there and make, brother, you don't know what's going on out in this stu stupid, filthy world. But I do know what's right in front of me. She's not slothful. She feeds her family. She makes, makes Esther, man, she gets up and she Esther's just backwards, completely. She waits till nighttime to make all the waffles and everything. That's the worst time to eat waffles, man. She comes in last night with all these waffles. Messed my diet all up. But they're keto. 
I don't care what they are, man. By the time you put all the serpent and everything on them, they ain't nothing. They're deadly. She rises while jet night, giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She feeds those around her. She, doesn't, she makes sure everybody around her has something to eat. 16, she considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth the vineyard. You know what she did? She's shrewd. This girl is a shrewd girl. She's not wasteful. She's not, she doesn't spend the money foolishly. You know what's wrong with America? I read it over there, brother. Here's what America. Behold, the sin, this was the iniquity of thy sister America. Actually, Sodom, but close. Fullness of bread, abundance of idleness was in her. It was in her. Fullness, pride, pride. I am, I'm, oh, you owe me. I'm so sick of hearing people say, the man. I'm working for the man. The, the guy, you owe me. I should be this. You're not worth squat. I tell you that right now. You're not worth, they said you're worth about 38 cents worth of minerals in your body. Well, with inflation, you're probably worth $2 now. If they boiled you down, that's all you'd be worth. To God, you're worth everything. But to this world, you're just a pile of, of, of water and minerals, and that's about it. I'm not trying to diminish you, but I'm trying to tell you that, hey, idleness will kill you. And pride, he said, it, he said what Sodom had and turned them guys into homosexuals. Uh, Brother Adam was preaching a message Sunday night, and he started talking about a girl, a young girl that used to go here, asking some other girl to marry her. You know what that is? There's a problem there. You get a hold of God and something happens and you let that thing go and pretty soon you're queer. You say, oh no, Sodom and Gomorrah was just that. You know what their problem was? Pride. You got a problem with pride tonight? You know why people don't do anything? I could sit here right now and in my mind, I know what a problem is in this church right now. And I'll bet you if anybody, there's only one other person that's even realized it. If, if somebody else has realized that they hadn't said nothing yet. We do have a toilet leaking back there. <laughs> I noticed it today. I'm sitting there going, man, there's a toilet leaking here. <clears throat> I said, I wonder if I could call Mike. But if I, and I'm thinking, so I'm going to preach about it now, so I'm putting him under conviction. So I do. But I said, if I call Mike, he's going to quit something and do it. I said, I'm going to finish the air conditioning, and I'll, I'll come and take a look at that thing. You say, what is it? You know, I haven't, I, I've had people walk past paper on the ground and never even pick it up. Amen. How hard is it to pick a piece of paper up? I'll give you another one. Here's a good one. If you see this carpet with little snags on it and you take a vacuum cleaner across it, you know what you're doing? You're making a bigger snag. Do you care? Now, I appreciate I got a vacuum. I got on the cleaning list, so I got to clean. So if you got to clean, have you ever thought about cleaning and paying attention to what you're doing so that we don't have to spend another $10,000 to put carpet down? I go around and see snags all over the place. No, not all over the place, but in enough. You say, what is that? It's idleness. Just because you do something doesn't mean you're idle. It's the heart thing. You know what this lady had? She didn't have a problem with her heart. She wasn't prideful. She didn't have too much. Pride, fullness of bread. You know, you're going to think this is crazy, but this, this recession is probably the best thing that could ever happen to us. Now, you're going to think it's crazy. Oh, but man, I got all this stuff and I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what a recession does? It slows you down. It takes that time away. So gas prices, I don't care if gas goes up to $12 a gallon. You probably do, and you're probably going to kick me out. I don't care. If I want to go somewhere, I'll put $12 a gallon of gas in my car. If I don't, I'll sit at home. Guess what? I got enough stuff in my garage to keep me busy for asking my son, but, but the next six years. So I don't have to go nowhere to find something to do. I've already created everything I need to do. <laughs> it's crazy. She's shrewd. Why? She's economical. This girl is a smart girl. You know why? She's got seed ready. 
She's already got the seed in her hand to plant. She just ain't got no place to plant it. It says right there in the last part of that verse, it says with the fruit of her hands, she planted the vineyard. Where is she getting the seed at? She's already got the stuff. She goes, buys a field, goes, plants it. She goes, plows the thing, does whatever she did, start planting, and then she's going to reap it. You know what this lady does now? I'm going to stop right now. I only got a couple of verses. She girdeth her loins with strength and, and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She spends the time in her field to know that her crop is good. She spends her time there. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows what she has. She knows the value of it. And it says the candle, her candle goeth not out by night. She pays attention to detail. Those, those five virgins that had oil and the five that didn't, the five that had it got in. The five that didn't, didn't. And they came at the last minute to somebody who had it and said, hey, give me. No. I can't help it that you're idle. You've been idle the whole time. Why didn't you go get some before? Now all of a sudden you're rushing to get something that you shouldn't have rushed to get. You should have already had it. This lady right here, she makes sure her candles are still lit. So at nighttime when she needs the candles, they're lit. You know what, the, you know what one of the jobs of the Levites was is to go in the tabernacle? Make sure those candles never go out. Now you say, that's a waste of time. Really? The Lord thinks that's a, an invaluable time. He told him. He said, for every, you set that tabernacle up, you keep that fire. You know, every time they took the tabernacle down, they had to take fire, and they had to carry it to the next place and use the exact same fire to start it up again. You never let it go out. That's important to the Lord. You know what the question is, is what's important to him or what's important to us? You know what idleness does? Idleness comes in when it starts getting important to us and not to him. When his things become less important in our lives and our things become more important, the idleness comes in. And pretty soon you're going to sit back and you're going to get everything you want, but you're not going to be thankful for how you got it. She pays attention to her detail. 19, she layeth her hand to the spindle. Her hands hold the distaff. She can make clothing for her own family. 20, she stretches out her hand to the poor. She, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. 21, she is not afraid of the snow for her house. She gets out there and plows the field, or she gets her husband to do it. For her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes her own clothes. She makes her own coverings. She makes her tapestry, coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. She never puts a burden on her family, and yet she looks good. The church should look good in this world's eyes. Brother, we should never look bad in this world. We should look good, always. Her husband is known in the gates. She's making somebody else look good by her actions. Not hers. She's not looking good. Brethren, we should be making Jesus Christ look real good. We should never make ourselves look good. He should be the one we're making look good. This lady, you know what? Now watch this. I'm, I'm just about done. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, delivereth girdles to, unto the merchants. She helps with the running of the home. She, she does go out. People say, All right, well, if God really wanted me to do that, he would, no, he provides you a pound. He expects you to make 10. Out of the 10, you pay the stuff off that you're supposed to. Take the five you got left and make 10 more. You keep turning the thing over. You keep making more. You be industrious with what God gave you. God gave each and every one of us a talent. Strength and honor are her clothing, verse 25. And she shall rejoice in time to come. In, in time to come, that thing is going to be, brother, we're going to be in heaven one day at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I don't know about you. I'm going to have a hard time. That's going to be probably one of the hardest times I ever had in my life. To sit there and let Jesus Christ serve me. 
That's going to be rough, man. That's going to be rough. I, I just don't know how that can, I don't know how I can do that. In my present state and thought and minds, I don't know how I can do that. Uh, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. She thinks about what she says. She doesn't just say she's going to, because she knows when she says something, it's going to affect somebody else. I got a problem with that. I need to learn some things there. This is good for me, too. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. She's very wise in the words she uses, and she tempers them with kindness. There's not, it never hurts to be nice. Nice is good if you can be that. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She doesn't have time to sit around and do nothing and think and just get in trouble. You know what happens to most people? They stop and they start thinking. And they, I don't have time. I have to, you know, when somebody comes up and says, well, so-and-so, I have to stop what I'm doing and think about what you just said so I can get mad. I really ain't got time to worry. I don't care what somebody else says. I ain't got time for that. Uh, I, I think it's great, man. The more they say about me, the better off. I've, I'm starting to get to the place where I'm like David. You know, Shimei comes up on top of the mountain up there, and David's going out, and, and, and Absalom's coming in, and, and David's running with everybody else, and Shimei's up there calling him everything but human. And everybody says, let's go over and kill him. And David says, I'll leave him alone. I probably deserve it. Do you ever think you deserve what you get? I do all the time. Here's Shimei up here cussing me. I feel like David. I'm not David. David's a lot better. But I, I feel like David. And here's Shimei up here yelling and screaming and telling me all this bad stuff. And I'm this and I'm that and I'm this. I'm like, yep, 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 you're right. Yep, yep, yep. You know, David, when he turns the kingdom over to Solomon, he says, don't you forget that guy. Don't you forget him, Solomon. You know what he did. Don't forget him. And in time, man, the Lord turned that thing back around on Shimei and he got killed at the hands of Solomon. Idleness. You know what, you know what Shimei, he had idleness on his hands. And in a matter of time, the Lord got him. You got to watch that stuff. She looketh well to the ways of her household, verse 27, and eateth not the, the bread of idleness. Her responsibilities, now here I'm done. Her responsibilities are not dictated to her. She creates them. If I have to come and say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, you're going to get idle. Because all you're going to do is go do that. That's why I do most everything myself. It's not that I'm, I just don't. I, I figure if I got to go redo it, I might as well just do it right the first time the way I want it. And it's done. Now, if that offends somebody, I'm sorry. If, if, it, if it does offend you, then you do it all by yourself the next time. And if I come through to inspect it and I'm okay with it, then, you know, I've never had to go behind Mike. He has come behind me. Well, if I would have done that, I'd have done it like this. I'm like, well, why didn't you do it? I'm probably, yeah, but he only, he only lets me do the stuff where it's like sewers and stuff, where I got to get my head down in the toilet. That's, he, he doesn't allow me to touch the fun stuff, man, because I get in trouble. But, but it's, her, her responsibilities are not dictated to her. Her husband did not say, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. You know what her husband did? He entrusted her. She trusted him. He trusted her. He trusted her. She trusted him. He went back and forth. But she got up in the morning, says, I ain't got time to worry about all the garbage out there in the world. Twitface and Facebook and, and, and Yahoo Mail and all this other stuff. And I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I got to go. I, got, I, got, I only got 16 hours to get everything done I need to get done for my family. And I got to go to bed because I got to get up tomorrow and do the same thing. So that's what I'm going to do. And God's got, got her so busy. That's all, that's all she... You know this lady... If she ever existed, which she probably didn't, but if she did, there was probably somebody. It could have been, it, this could have been Bathsheba. I have no, I, this is Solomon's mother probably. And Solomon's writing about her. He's writing about somebody that he knows. 
And this lady sitting here is busy, 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 busy. Bathsheba had two sons. She actually had four. And two of them are in the bloodline. One of them is in the bloodline of Christ. The other one is Joseph, and he takes care of Jesus as a baby. That lady did some stuff. At the foot of David's bed, when David was dying, Bathsheba was standing there, and Nathan the prophet and a few others were all sitting there saying, hey, we got to make sure David makes Solomon king. And Bathsheba was right in the midst of that. She was right there. The prophets were looking at her just like she was some holy lady. Oh, man, her and David, they committed. Yeah, but at the very end of that thing, she's sitting right there, and she got two boys in the thing. How about us? You know what Bathsheba wasn't? She wasn't idle. She just blew it. (laughs) Idle hand. Oh, wait. She never wastes time in frivolous things. Now, I waste time in frivolous things. Sometimes I just got to sit down and and just blow off some steam. I will let y'all know, me and Beth, I, I did get, our, get a crew set up for her and me. And on, on September the 4th, we're out of here. Joe, is yours. On September the 4th, we're out of here. And we ain't coming back maybe forever. <laughs> I told Beth, I, I talked to Jake a few minutes ago. He said he'd come back from Afghanistan or from Jordan, and they gave him 30 days leave. I did that one time when I was in the Navy. I, I mean, you're talking about somebody who loved the Navy. I was like, mm, I couldn't sleep at night. If I could get 30 minutes worth of sleep, that's all I needed, man. I mean, that's all I needed. I'd go, go home, lay down, and I'm back out there working again. I mean, that's just the way I was. I, I, I'm an AHD, TPR, QR, all that stuff, man. Whatever it was, I, that's what I was. I was messed up. I left that place and took 30 days to leave. And after the 30 days leave, I had to convince myself to go back. <laughs> they say after 30 days, you got to have it, man. My habit was idleness after 30 days, man. I didn't want to do anything. But the Navy paid me, and I knew my pay was going to stop, and they were going to come and get me. She never wasted her time on frivolous things. She is always busy. Now, you do have to rest from time to time. I got that. But in general, you should be a very busy person. Idleness, i got to write, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And what I've learned in 40 years is somebody that's idle is not taking care of what's in front of them, is their business. They want to get into everybody else's business but their own. If you take care of your own business, guess what? You're going to make your husband, which my husband is Jesus Christ. I've never figured that one out yet either, but I am. My business is to make him look good in the gates. That's my business. It's not because I'm a preacher. My business, I've been doing this since I got saved. My business for 43 years is to make him look good. What's your business? Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, uh, this world is full of idleness right now. We have way too much. And, Lord, I'm not saying take it away. I'm not not even going to go there. Uh, Lord, help us to realize, uh, Lord, that you have given us what we have. And some you've blessed a little bit more than others. And, Lord, you've allowed certain things in people's lives. Help us to know what to do with the things you've given us in our lives. Lord, that we don't abuse them, and Lord, that we don't let them get in our way of serving you. What a blessing it is just to know who you are. Lord, thank you for keeping us busy. Uh, Lord, not as Pharaoh kept us busy. Uh, Lord, you put things in front of us, then you give us the opportunity to serve you if we want. And Lord, uh, thank you for this story that Solomon put in here, uh, Lord, about this lady. She, she is a picture of the church, and Lord, she, didn't, she wasn't forced to do anything. She, hadn't, she didn't have to be told to do it, Lord. She just looked for stuff to do and did it. Pretty soon it got so much on her, Lord, that's all she did from the time up to time down. And everybody else around her knew what she was doing. And, uh, Lord, she, she was a testimony for her and her husband and her family. Uh, Lord, help us to be a testimony in this community for Jesus Christ. And we'll praise you, Donnie, in Jesus' name. Amen.